Welcome to the Renewed Nurse Podcast. This is Nurse M. And to not throw you guys off too much, I'll let you in right away on the deets of the day here. We are without Nurse Meg. Um, It's really funny because Meg said that our listeners have been hearing a lot of her voice lately and they're probably sick of it and they want to hear more of mine. And that's totally, definitely not true. So... We miss you, Nurse Meg, but we have a fun little day planned. Um, I made my, made my Adam, I made my hubby Adam pop on. I figured that, um, and if we have any male, I know we have a few male listeners and they probably get really sick of, I mean, you're surrounded by girls in the nursing profession and then you're surrounded by us two girls talking 24 seven on the podcast. So we thought we'd give a little testosterone for your day and add Adam to the mix. Everybody say hi, Adam. Hi, Adam. (laughs) Okay, so I was pondering things we want to talk about, and it'll be short and sweet, um, but things that came to mind, there were a few, but this one, at first I was like, Adam, do you want to talk about failure? I feel like that would have been a goodie, because I think in our profession, We really do need to master the art of failing, but more to come there. Maybe we'll talk about that another day. We're going to kind of go off that same basis though. And we're coming at you live on the way to the beach and I'm going to crack my Celsius. Let me see if you guys can hear this. Wow. I hope you all heard that for effects. (laughs) Adam, say hi. Hi. (laughs) Um, so Celsius in hand, baby sleeping in the back on our way to the beach with some friends and we're coming at you live how do you feel about that babe sounds great i'm excited to talk you know it's funny because i asked adam if he wanted to do this and i was completely stunned when he did not put up any kind of fight and he's like what did you say i was like are you proud of me for not putting up a fight and just saying yes yeah he's like you trained me well um but it's out of love it is is truly out of love it is out of love and out of selfish ambition maybe maybe a little fear <laughs> no we are happy that you're all here today um hope you're having a good shmoney shmonday and going in okay so meg and i like to have segues adam's listened to a few podcast episodes i don't know that he's like listened to every single one but he's not like the greatest follower of us i used to when you guys were first getting started i would like yeah. listen to a few of them to yeah try to get your uh, views up yeah oh <laughs> what a little gem but when it i works. say when i say listen i would tune in for two seconds and then turn it off which goes into the next idea that i want to start with today which is called i don't know it's a game that i just made up called um i don't know what should i call it layman's layman's term in the unknown or something i don't know basically i'm gonna say medical things to adam and we're gonna see if he knows what they mean no basically you're making fun of me this is not a game no no we're not making fun of you it's it's nice sometimes to see as nurses how to far we laughter at no. someone else's okay. expense yes sometimes we do do that but you know what we have to find some laughter in sometimes the darkness of our repression so it's it's not us laughing at you we're laughing with you okay you might be surprised okay so oh background so what does adam do um i did i cheated with some of these terms and i did not use them no looking at my terms 
um, I did not use things that I thought that he would know because he used to actually, so he did like a crash course. He started out, he's going to yell at me for this like resume that I'm, I'm giving, but we started, he started out in car sales as a, yeah, car salesman. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. Okay. And then he got into like OR sales. Is that the right word? Or medical equipment sales? He's nodding. You guys can't see that. Um, but he spent some time in the OR and I actually remember buying him like an anatomy book because you went to school to college for public, public relations. Yeah. yeah. So I remember buying him this like anatomy book. Was I, I was in nursing school at that point and I remember him like crash course teaching himself like the bot, the anatomy, basically like, like ortho stuff. Shoulders, knees. Yeah. Right. So then Adam was actually in as a rep in the OR. If any of you are OR nurses or even if you're not pre-op, whatever, you guys know your Meg's reps. A, Meg's an OR nurse. Yeah. She, well, no, she's, Where's um, she? pre-op. Oh. Pre-op. pre she works in a yeah, surgery, surgery center. Right? Yeah. So now Adam is actually in, I say he recruits physicians to do outpatient surgeries. He doesn't like when I say it like that as much, but it like gives the short and sweet of what he does now. And we're really blessed by this job. I know he enjoys it. OR sales is really stressful. Anyways, I say all that to say he might have like a little bit of a knowledge from going in and out of the OR. So that's why like he's not completely off the street here. You know, anywho. Let's give it a Okay. Call. First one. He knows I'm a wordy person. Flex a seal. What do you think that is? Is it an object or is this an like a issue? Um, that no, a person has. it's a, it's an object. Flexi-seal? Yes. I'm assuming this is some kind of like wound care. Yeah, that that's a covers pretty good guess. Some kind of open extremity or wound. That's a really good guess, actually. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah. It's a tube that goes inside someone's rectum to um, keep the poop all in one tube, basically. Flexi-seal? Flexi-seal. There's other names for it, but that's, like, one of the, sounds like, like, mainstream. Some, sounds like something I use to finish off windows in a house. <laughs> yeah, so does. air doesn't come through. It does. <laughs> sure. Okay, rectum. that wasn't too bad. Okay, what about a Lucas? Again, what is, like, is it? It's an object. Lucas? Yeah, a Lucas. Sounds like a name. It's spelled like a name. I, I mean, that's impossible. That one's a hard one. That's a, um... It's actually, it does the work of a chest, com- like chest compressions and CPR. It goes on the person and does the compressions. So what's the background? Is the guy named Lucas who invented I it? I actually was thinking that when I wrote it down because I think all my life I've spelled it Locus. Or does Lucas stand for something? I don't know. Like- so Adam wouldn't know this because he doesn't follow us like he should. But um, we have this, we call her the brain. Her name is Val. And she is a true gem of a follower. And she looks up everything for us. And then she texts Meg and I basically what we didn't know. So, she so, facts checks. Facts checks. <laughs> she facts checks. Yeah, I told, I said like, because Adam listens to a lot of Joe Rogan. And what's that guy's name on Joe Rogan who does all the fact checking? Oh, wow. Oh, come on. Jamie. Jamie? Yeah. So Val is our Jamie. Okay. Next one. Piggyback. If I say like, I'm going to go, I can't say too much because it'll give it away, but like. A piggyback. A, a piggyback is... I keep going back to, like, wound care. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know either. Because um, you didn't even do that. No. Piggyback is a tube that you put over another tube when you're intubating someone. 
Oh, okay. That's interesting. That's not very sophisticated. It is actually just when you hang like a secondary oh, line yeah, to yeah, the yeah, IV yeah. tubing. Okay. I know that. It's pretty simple. I actually knew that. I should have known that. That's okay. That was a pretty good guess. We were on the right track. Um, which then goes into intubation. What is intubation? want like a yeah, actual like, description of what yeah, like, intubation is. yeah like what is that okay, like if i say that i'm intubating your family member yeah they're going under anesthesia general anesthesia and they are getting a tube placed down their esophagus throat trachea. Trachea. Yeah, trachea yeah yeah so that that um essentially uh was it breathe for them yeah, it, it, it makes the airway safe. Yeah, correct. It creates a permanent airway. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you need like little special mirrors and devices to... Yeah, good to job. Sell. There's a free, yeah. They actually sell those. That's why I was... Oh, yeah. I'm very proud. That one was easy. I knew it would be. Okay, what about peg tube? Ooh, I should know this one. Yeah, you should. Oh. Okay, a, all right. A peg tube is something that you use on an extremity, like an arm or a leg, when you are um, putting an IV in. It has something to do with, like, IV to get fluids or medication into a patient. Okay, you're thinking of, like, an arm board. It's not what you say, like, my patient always rips out his peg tubes. <laughs> That's all I know, but I don't know where it there is. Are, there is, like, a pick tube. Oh. Uh, or, not, it's not a tube. It's so a pick. I'm, I'm it's a pick central line like a or a peripheral yeah peripherally inserted central line okay but a peg tube is actually okay this is really interesting because i can't even i should know what peg tube stands for it's a gastric tube that goes in through your stomach but it feeds you that's what i was no not at all you were talking about the veins yeah extremity it goes in your stomach it goes in your stomach it's something that helps put fluid in your body it literally goes into someone's it's not yeah but you can put like feed like the the protein that you drink can like be poured in not necessarily but different but like you can pour like protein milky substances on this i'm gonna give myself 50 percent right all right that. that was i mean decent okay last one okay for our car guy um I remember learning this as an early nurse. I don't know why I remember this. What about... I can't say too much. If I just say, like, medically, they have a Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> um, a well-engineered... They have medically, they have a Mercedes? Like, uh, <laughs> this one's hard. Uh, I don't even know if some nurses would know this one. It's a, it's a very complicated medical history. No, it's actually just a type of incision, mostly for a liver transplant. And it goes like down your um, sternum and then like underneath both ribs. Mm. It's it's usually used for liver transplants. It's a pretty big incision. Anywho. It's impossible. That was a hard one. He did pretty good, everybody. Round of applause. There was one Yay! thing that was, that was outpatient. I know, but you were in the OR. You, you could cheat a little bit. He did pretty good, guys. Okay, so this goes great segue into our actual topic, which we won't talk your ear off for too long. Um, Adam and I are really good at going back and forth with certain things. We're both very stubborn. Um, God has really used that in our favor in our life, but has definitely like, you know, had to take us down a few notches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Convicted us for sure. And we've grown a lot in that, but you'll hear that when we talk. Our topic is faking it till you make it. And this kind of came off the idea of failure, right? And we were talking about 
Adam and I and failures we've had in life. And then we kind of went off that and we were like, well, it's kind of like faking till you make it. And then we're like, but is that even biblical? And I do feel like they're, you know, whether you're in nursing school or in a graduate nursing class and you're like, your heart starts going real fast because you're like, you want to ask this question, but like, you don't want to ask this question. Even if you're by the bedside and you're being oriented by your preceptor and you're like thinking this question, but you don't know if you should ask it because you're faking it until you make it. You got to look like, you know, right. And then you're like, oh, I'll look it up later. But we were discussing this because we were saying in our profession, faking it till you make it can actually be very detrimental and dangerous. Um, and I'll kind of give, I want you to say what you had said, Adam, but basically I know as a new nurse, I did really try and fake it till I make it. And everything we looked up or that I was looking up, um, when pondering this, like when putting it to a biblical standpoint, really does show it as like this deception, like you're really being deceptive and you're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable and authentic. Um, however, Adam had mentioned, what did you, when when you said fake it till you make it, what was it that you were talking about? Yeah. I, I just feel like it's different for me, right? Because I have no clinical background, nor do I deal with. Yeah, yeah, but I think we can. No, but we can generalize. Yeah, it's not to say yours is right or wrong, because I do think there is some accuracy to what you're saying too. No, I just I feel like in life, you have situations that are put in front of you that you have to either go into it unconfidently, or we're talking about this like if you relate it back to like biblically, you are focused on I don't want to say this you essentially need to I don't know do you know what I'm getting at like um, it, it's it's like ca- you, we were saying like you need to cast your anxieties on Christ correct and to do that you have to put on this sense of humility yes basically is what Adam and I were talking about before um, like for example like in my world like there's plenty of opportunities and, and times where as a rep, it was like, hey, all the other experienced reps are covering cases, and I'm in a case that I hardly know anything about the device that I'm selling because we don't use it often, or there's a lot of like clinical clinical things that I need to know that I don't know, and so I just have a crash course and a binder with notes that I've taken you know, from someone else you know, right. 10 minutes before the case, and so we're talking about faking it until you make it, so I... It's not really a good term to use for that, but you have to be confident in that. Right. Because you have to in give what the you phys- know. Correct. Because you have to give the physician confidence and the surgeon confidence in the device. Right. Because you know the device, but you may not know what happens if something goes south. Right. There's like an implant pulls out because the patient's been a smoker their whole life and they have soft bone. Right. You know, how, how do you fix that? And so a lot of times I found myself just being like, listen, God, you're, you're going to have to take this one because... I know as much as I know, and I don't know more than that. And so if something goes south, and it did at times, you know, give me wisdom to get through that. But the fake it to the make it part, I think for me, is just like getting in the OR and just being there and being, you know, um, present um, and just understanding that if you don't know something, you have to refer for elsewhere instead of just pretending like you know. Right. And this is, you know, obviously knowing, like we said, Adam is not a nurse and was never a nurse, but I think when I was talking to him about it, cause he was saying like, Oh, how can I really relate to this with you guys? Like, I think there really is a broad sense. We can bring this back to with any kind of work and our faith walk, like our walk spiritually. Um, because I think there is like, yes, there's a wisdom, but then there's also that, like, 
like you're talking about Adam is that humility of being confident in what you know like you, you we know we are finite beings that don't know it all right? right and then once we accept that then it's just taking the wheel from there and trying to walk the walk with what we are given and what we have but what about like sharing your faith too like mm-hmm. if you're super unconfident going into a scenario that maybe God put in front of you you know to, to share the gospel with someone would you go into it with a, a lacking confidence they're going to see that immediately yeah and immediately discredit you because you can tell they can tell you're not confident in that scenario right and so that's kind of what i'm getting at it's like there's so many scenarios where you fake it till you make it because you know uh, if, if not it, it's evident that you don't know what you're talking about or you're not confident in what you believe right yes right or a, like a nurse yeah. sorry to interrupt you no, but no, like a nurse say i'm a uh a patient and I know for a fact that like I have an issue and the doctor left the room and the nurse is coming in I don't know exactly how this works but like you as a nurse you come in and you go to my bedside like if you don't seem confident yeah you know I or if you are confident but yeah. in the other light if you are confident I immediately have a, a better feeling and an yeah. understanding you and feel trust safe. That, yeah that you're gonna you know put my best interest in hand right right and I think part of that as a patient like when you're thinking, like, say the patient or, like, you're talking about yourself, if you were the patient, right? You automatically, you're not assuming, like, oh, they're going to do something. If they don't know how to do something, they're just going to do it anyways. That's not what comes into your head when you think about being safe. Yeah. It's, oh, they're wise and they know what they're talking about. And most likely, you're assuming, if you were to go out down this route of thinking, like, if they don't know, they'll get the person that does. What about, what about confidence? That's a good point. What about confidence in... Like, you go into a room, essentially, right? And you're a a confident individual. I I just feel like immediately, like, even, like, when when we were, you know, you were giving birth to our child. Like, you go into it and say the, the, the nurse in the room or the nurses in the room are confident and they talk about their experience. Confidence not just knowing, but confidence is also having an idea of how to find out the right answers yes right right. if you don't know the right answers you can still be confident there's plenty of times that i would go into the or and and really not have an idea if this goes south what's going to happen but my confidence was i have someone that i can call that will know the answer to this question if it you know rears its ugly face yes um and so i think that's the other part too like you don't confidence isn't knowing everything it's knowing how to react and adjust Yes, and the flexibility. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. If any of you listeners are charge nurses, that was, like, always my stable ground, like, speaking of that into myself. Because as a charge nurse, as a new grad of my first, like, three years in a step-down unit, it was really intimidating, like, going to the charge nurse meetings with all the nurses who have been doing it 10, 15 years. And, like, I, if something were to happen, like, I would be nowhere near the capability of a nurse who's been doing 10, 15 years as a charge nurse and handling that situation. But I did have a house supervisor to call if there were questions. So yeah, that same, I definitely had that piece in that role. And I think that's a wise thing to speak. So maybe it's not so much the term fake it till you make it that like, I feel like it's crowned this like negative thought process behind Mm -hmm. it. And maybe that's all for good reason. Like maybe the idea of faking it till you make it But then there's, like, this idea that I was pondering of, like, this is more so our faith walk. 
because sometimes it's hard. And I think sometimes discipline into fake it how you make it or fake it into, fake it until you make it. I think discipline in that can look like faking it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Does I that feel, make sense? Yeah, it does. I think it like fake it till you make it's more of a secular saying or term, right? Yeah. But you also there's a, there's that fine line between arrogance, confidence and what? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Words are hard over here. <laughs> arrogance, confidence and and just um just being like knowledgeable of what you what you know like i i feel like there's times where like um just being like feeling like you know everything is a fine line between that and and arrogance like for sure i, I don't know you know and what we, i'm trying to say yeah, no like, i do and i think within our profession we definitely have seen both right i think we see both daily whether that's per provider or per like nursing assistant or in between with us I think that's not an uncommon thing to see I always um one thing I looked up with this because I was thinking about that part of it of the discipline and faking it till you make it because I feel like some days like getting on your knees to pray or opening the word like it just some days you're like you're just you're more in a rhythm and a routine and it does feel sometimes like faking it till you make it but like that's not the heart stance behind it and I think a lot of it stems from the motive and the heart stance safe to say that yeah safe to say that What's the difference between confidence and arrogance, and where do you draw the fine line? Confidence and arrogance, and where do you draw the fine line? To say I'm going into a situation, and I am confident that I will do well in that. What's the difference between me saying that that is arrogance on my part, that I am confident in my knowledge or skills? I talked about this a little bit last podcast with Meg, because I feel like God's really been on my heart about it in this season. But, like, the heart stance, like, in arrogance to me, the goal is self-glory, self-satisfaction, mm-hmm. um, you know, like a self-hierarchy of, like, importance. Um, but I think with, with confidence, it can truly stem. It can. I think it can go both ways. I think it can go more arrogant and it can go more humility. But I think with confidence, there can be a heart stance that's simply for the greater good. That's simply for the best result and the best outcome for the person in front of you. You know, I don't think that you can get that same desire and longing in the heart of someone arrogant. Right? Right. Rick Warren, and I might have said this quote before on the podcast, but um, he said, Feelings follow action. It's easier to act your way into a feeling than feel your way into an action. And I think... I like to, we both, Adam and I both like to play devil's advocate with each other, um, quite often, but on his side of things and the coin that he flipped off the bat of this not being such a terrible term until we really dug into it. Um, I think we both kind of fed each other with it, but when he says it's easier to act your way into feeling than feel your way into action. And so I think it kind of actually favors the idea of faking it till you make it versus everything else we look up scripturally and um biblically that kind of says like this is not a good sound theological term which i mean i'd probably agree with but i do think that there is in some ways of life and in some ways of nursing points in which you do just have to try you do just have to do it you do you do just have to do yeah you know yeah i kind of feel like like to wrap it all up like it's important to be confident 
uh, because people really do see it. But also, like, a part of that confidence comes from, like, knowing that you have God to put your anxieties on, right? Yeah. Um, and I feel like you can, it gives you the ability to be more confident if you have that backing knowing that, you know, Yeah, or at least we should, at least we should. And so our ending question to you today that just came on my heart, because I ask myself this a lot, and I know Adam and I talk about this a lot, is like, what are we doing different as a believer today than someone who doesn't believe? And, you know, Meg and I always say, no matter where you are at with your um, spiritual walk, like you're welcome here, the table is open. Um, But as believers, for us, like, why believe if we aren't living it out? Why believe, like, yes, we could go way deeper with that, but to bring it to a cliff notes, like, what are you doing different today? Like, is that confidence there in you? Is that like resonating to someone else around you in your workplace? Like, do they feed off of that because of your founding and sound rootedness in Christ? And so, yeah, we'll leave you with that. And we hope you all have the best day. Thanks for chatting with Adam and I. We actually didn't, um, like, he made it really nice and clean. Because yeah, usually... I, I, I almost told you at one point, I didn't know what to say. I almost told you, just just delete it, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to focus on driving. The baby's, baby's waking up. I'm not good with words, and I'm tired. No, he did great. We're All so right. appreciative. And, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, last but not least... Shameless plug yet again to the October retreat. There is still space um, wrapped up in the Allegheny Mountains. You could be there in the cedar soaking tubs with some strawberry wine and some great food, some s'mores. Um, We will have our therapist friend, um, trauma-informed therapist friend there again, our other friend Megan, and a few other things that we have in in the lineup. So we're super excited. Go to our Instagram link in the bio and get yourself registered guys bring a friend hope to see you there have a great monday bye